Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. I got no poops, no poops this week. I should see a doctor. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick, I am your legacy newbie. With me this week as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What is up, Jerry? Oh, not much, Pat. I'm doing great. I just I just broke in my brand new skillet. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made some fajitas. Nice, nice. Make sure to, uh, well, well, hold on. Is this the cast iron one? <laughs> Yes. Perfect. Make sure to throw it in the dishwasher when you're done, right, Jerry? <laughs> no, Pat, it's great. It's great. I don't have to worry about ruining my skillet anymore. The apartment I moved to doesn't have a dishwasher. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can trust myself. I can buy another skillet. Fantastic. That's problem solved. <laughs> I will uh, send you a nice little PDF on how to take care of your cast iron. Or, or... Uh, just scrub, scrub with steel wool until it looks clean, right? <laughs> There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Let it soak in the dish in the dish soap for overnight. You'll be fine. Uh, that's that's how we do it. Uh, so we have some pretty awesome stuff coming up today. Uh, first of all, of course, we want to give a shout out to uh, the bulk for charity drive we're doing right now for the Children's Organ Transplant Association for Wesley. We are just about wrapping that campaign up. Uh, we're going to do our donation really soon. Um, yes, we're pulling the- something this week. Is that correct? This Friday. No, well, the silence blind auction uh, already took place. The winner was chosen for a uh, a nice sum of seventy five dollars. Nice. So, yeah, which is awesome. So that's going into the pot. And up next, we have the final item. We're doing a scrublands pack. Sick. So that's going to be going up on the Facebook page. Uh, put in same rules as usual. Uh, PayPal me um, x number of dollars equals x number of spots mm-hmm, in the raffle. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we're gonna get the scrub land up, and then that should. Uh, I think we're just shy of two grand right now. Dang. So nice. uh, scrub land should easily put us over the uh, the two grand mark. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hell yeah! Thanks to everyone for this. You know this uh, long journey that we've been on. Everyone's been great along the way, and we raised some serious money. Yeah, so, uh, it's so cool to see our, our little our little legacy family uh, that just comes through when we do these. This is easily the most we've fundraised. I mean, we've done like. We've done like I think two, five, or six hundred dollar fundraisers in the past. One for Wounded Warriors, one for St. Jude's. This is by far. I mean, this has been a long running one, but it's been by far the most successful. Though, so thank you so much for everyone who's pitched in, who has shared the the, the information, you know, retweeted it or whatever. We really appreciate appreciate it. We appreciate all the people who have been in support of it, and you guys have just been so awesome. Can't thank you enough for it. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, Pat. What uh, what do we got first on the docket tonight? So the first thing we're going to talk about is the uh, the uh, Baltimore Open, SCG Baltimore Open. It was a legacy event, so of course we're going to uh, cover that. I got to watch uh, exactly zero rounds of this event. Unfortunately, I was too busy uh, working and doing dad stuff, and my my kids have are both in sports. So like Liam plays football and soccer. Luke is playing soccer this year. So uh, it's tough to catch <laughs> to catch a lot of these events live. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, looked, it seemed like it was a really great tournament. Uh, it was very very diverse. Um, people had a lot of good things to say about it. Uh, so yeah, so let's just get into it, and we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about this uh, this open post uh, post uh, Death Rite Shaman and Pro Ban. 
Hell yeah. Well, I mean, we've had a few big events since then. I mean, I feel the meta is settled. Like, we are in the point where the meta has settled. I would say it's settled with the GP, and now we're kind of, like, exploring where Leg- Legacy goes from here. And it looks interesting. Yeah, for <laughs> to sure. To say the least. Well, man, we I, have, uh, I've been enjoying it pretty pretty immensely. Even, like, even on uh, on Magic Online, it's pretty. it's in a pretty good spot right now, but in paper, it's even better. Yeah, definitely. I'm wondering, do we have a number on how many were at the SCG? Because 107 on day two. Right. Um, um, hold on. I'm going to try to pull it up real quick. So we had, <laughs> so I apologize to Justin, our editor, for this long <laughs> amount. But anyway, we found around 440 competitors in uh, in this event. So a decent sized legacy open. It's not quite Worcester numbers, but not too bad. Yeah. Um. It's Baltimore, so I would have expected a higher turnout there. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of sad to see these lower numbers in Legacy, um, but I feel it's kind of paired with lower numbers in, in most Magic events. So I don't think anything's too too worrisome there. No. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, it is large enough, I think, that we can kind of get a bit of a snapshot of the meta, but small enough uh, that we can let some spice through the cracks. Yeah, for sure. So... Um, there was what 107 players on day two you said yes and special thanks to our friend min for being the human resource that he is of information on magic stats. he's, he's excel in walking form it's amazing <laughs> yes i'm like can't find it like google has failed me can't tell me how many players but min knew that there were about 440 yeah. players beep at uh, beep SCG beep baltimore min. min is in the room <laughs> beep boop beep boop <laughs> uh yeah so 107 uh, players on day two do we want to go i mean we don't have to go through this whole list of uh of uh of decks but there was let's see we'll go look through like the top 10 uh as far as meta goes 14 blue black death shadow also first of all i'm gonna say like honestly fuck star city for like trying to use words like demir <laughs> shadow honestly like i don't mind this is Rixus. what happens when ravnica's in standard Azorius this, is, this is what i hated i hated last time return this, to ravnica came around on. because they were just like let's fucking jam the guild down everyone rakdos <laughs> reanimator are you fucking golgari depths are you golgari depths yeah that was the one that got me that got me real fuck, bad <laughs> fuck you star city uh, Apparently, uh, I didn't see it, but someone said on on stream. Patrick Chapin said uh, dark uh, turbo depths, and Cedric uh, corrected him, and Patrick Sullivan gave him just like a scathing look. <laughs> I'm going to watch that nine hour recording tonight, and just and like uh, yeah, because I need to see that. Um, yeah, so <laughs> on, all right, so let's just let's just be real here, like. We're not going to say Demir Shadow. We had Blue Black Shadow, 14 copies of that. 14 copies of... And now this is day two, remember. So 14 copies of Blue Black Shadow. <clears throat> Excuse me. 14 copies of Grixis Control, which is like our Colgan's Command deck at this point, right, Jerry? Yeah, it's basically check pile is trimmed the green. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's still... The core is still there. Yeah. But I, I actually... I like Grixis Control better than check pile. I thought check pile was just, like, too unwieldy. Yeah. I like Grixis Control's kind of focus nature. Yeah, so. I think it's just the better Grixis deck. Um, Ten copies of Miracles, seven copies of D&T, six copies of Infect, five Eldrazi posts, so big Drazi, and then four copies of Colorless Eldrazi, which I assume is the Eldrazi aggro deck. Um, mm-hmm. Four Sneak and Show, four four-color Loam, which... Ended up taking down the tournament and wow, uh, yeah. that is it. And two in top eight, one taking it down. That is a nice conversion. It is. Rate. It is. And uh, I want, good call by you, be Jerry, so- because you were talking about that oh. last week, I believe. Yeah, thank you. I, I put it together. Um, it's a sweet deck. I played it um, like right when Deathrite Shaman first came out. Around that time is when I was experimenting with uh, Agro Loam. 
won me a couple local events. So I've always really liked the deck. And uh, yeah, just kind of how it's how the meta has been shifting. I thought it would be a good call. Yeah. So I put it back together. I took my tabernacle. I had my tabernacle up on ca- consignment, Pat. <laughs> I was I was ready to sell it. I'm like, let's pay off some student loans. Let's let's sell this baby. And then I'm like, or I could play aggro loan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I took that down, put the deck back together, and I've uh, been having a blast jamming that. Nice. Um, actually, early scoops into uh, our friend Bob Huang. Bob actually wrote a sweet article on Channel Fireball a couple weeks ago. Um, we'll link it in the show notes. But um, he wrote a great how-to guide and sideboard guide for the deck. So if that's a deck you're interested in picking up, I, I recommend people give that a read. Nice. Uh, we also had <clears throat> excuse me, three copies of Grixis Delver. Three, uh, f- sorry, four copies of Grixis Delver, three copies of Goblins. I wanted to get down to Goblins because what year is it that we're seeing three copies of Goblin in day two? <laughs> um, someone posted a screenshot on the Facebook group. It was uh, on stream. It was Affinity vs. <laughs> Goblins, and the captain was just like, "What? Is what, it the Robin what year is it? from from uh, Jumanji when he's got like <laughs> oh, a yeah. beard? What year is it? What year is it? Uh, three copies of Blue White Stoneblade, which uh, SCG, of course, like a. Twat calls Azoria Stoneblade. Um, <laughs> uh, two copies of Dredge, and then a bunch of like one, one and two ofs. Um, but just like a really cool. Uh, oh, and you know what? Shout out to the one of uh, Bug Depths. Uh, I, we know exactly who that was. That was our friend Tom Hep made day two there. Congratulations! Oh Tom. yeah. Um, just like a smattering of all different decks here, which I love to see. Obviously, Grixis and Demir, kind of the breakout decks as far as like being, you know, having twenty eight. Uh, entries between the two of them, so making up roughly you know a quarter of the metagame, but still, like that's an aggro deck and that's a control deck. I'm fine with that, I think that's great. Yeah, um, I like that they like chose to separate out these decks. Like, uh, we have blue white helm and blue white red helm <laughs> and mono red prison, or uh, I'm sorry, that's painter, uh, imperial painter and mono blue painter. It's because they have <laughs> to call it Azorius helm, so they can't just say they can't say you know. They can't mess up Jeskai Helm and Azorius Helm. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Lots. Um, uh, yeah, so that was pretty cool. Uh, just a really cool to see a bunch of, like I said, a bunch of different decks in the uh, in day two there. Um, 29 different decks showing up uh, with either one or two copies, which is pretty awesome. Um, and just a lot of a lot of like fresh stuff going on in Legacy, which which I like to see too. So right now I really think that... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, the meta game is is pretty wide open, right? Meta is wide open. Yeah. People are even playing hardened scales in Legacy. <laughs> God, we're not even going to get into that right now. <laughs> like, I got tagged in something that literally <laughs> blew up my phone today. My phone was having a meltdown. Uh, my 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 boss was not pleased. My boss can tell whenever there is a uh, a Twitter Twitter uh, riot going on because I'm just at my desk, just like doing a piece of work, and then on my phone for like 15 minutes, and then like do a piece of work. <laughs> uh so yeah thank you thank you twitter for sucking all all the uh time out of my day but yeah people are playing uh hardened scales affinity and legacy now so let's see if that goes gonna be great um so let's get into the top 32 decks here now again i didn't get to to watch any of the coverage but i do believe that uh four color loam took it down matthew vuk piling four color loam which are piloting four color loam which is a deck that you said you were going to be uh going to be putting back together but our top eight was uh, Four Color Loam taking it down, Grixis Control in second, uh, Black Green Depths in third, Grixis Control in fourth, uh, piloted by Shaheen Sarani, Uh, another Four Color Loam, another Aggro Loam deck in fifth, Mono Blue Painter in sixth, Grixis Reanimator in seventh, which is just like the Blue Black Reanimator, 
uh, splashing splashing red for. I'm not. What are they splashing red for, Jerry? Uh, I haven't taken a look at list yet. Let me take a look. I was I feel like we were splashing playing, like, red Fortune for two. Is a like, charm? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's a thing. That was a thing. Uh, like tech that blue black reanimator tried in the early death right shaman days as an answer because it's not bad i mean no it's it's, a, it pitches uh, the force and it's a discard outlet well yeah i mean it's it's actually really useful it's just is adding red worth it for the list but i mean it's it's a faithless looting it kills a uh death right shaman which you need as a reanimator player it and then it's also just it, a spell yeah. pierce like literally every mode is useful in the deck it's the only problem is is it's red instead of black right. like, if that was blue black that i feel that would just be stock right like, right so useful yeah I, I mean i think running the one of volcanic island is not a huge problem for this deck it's not but i mean it's and it's it has a badlands too so they have access in red and badlands as well it is well i mean one of the strengths of reanimator though is that you know it, it typically can operate um on this axis where it doesn't you know it can be very greedy with its mana base right. like play like i mean this list is running 15 right. lands. 15 lands for <laughs> lotus petal right yeah right so i mean it, it adds up Grix. uh sorry uh reanimator blue black reanimator in general is kind of a greedy mana hungry deck already mm-hmm. and it's just adding that third color just stretches you thin yeah like there are there are times where you know you draw that volcanic island and you have the end of turn um entomb and to reanimate but you can't use it because the only land you drew is volcanic right it is worth noting that is it charm is an instant whereas careful studies of sorcery so you can like dump your dump yeah. your future end of your opponent's turn and then and then reanimate them on your turn yeah i mean it, well it's just it's just the cost i mean it costs two right um it's just i mean it's it's not bad i mean obviously it does well people have do- done it but i mean people kind of moved away from it just because it, it does make it a little awkward mm-hmm. i always liked it because what i would do pat because i'm a goddamn madman <laughs> is i played grixis reanimator and then i transition into grixis delver <laughs> like in your sideboard <laughs> yeah like i'm already running red so i run i run like four delver secrets four young pyromancer four lightning bolts <laughs> <laughs> board it board it in like take out the creatures you leave in you leave in like the reanimates uh because you even like they no they bolt your delver uh reanimate it I, each reanimate like doubles your delver counts so your young pyromancer counts are you currently are you currently looking at this deck list <laughs> i am right, i want you to i want you to i want you to minimize it all right you do that okay right, i'm gonna tell you a card I'm, I'm gonna say this card is called coffin purge i have never seen this card before <laughs> and i want to know if you know what this what this card does not not only do I know what this card does, I actually gave uh, gave a copy to my friend this weekend <laughs> as tech. So Coffin Burge was sweet tech, sweet tech back in the day of Reanimator before uh, Death Ray. Is this was because printed. is this like uh, tech in the mirror? And yes, like against, blue, tech- I'm assuming against blue black. Sh- well, against blue black shadow, not really. I guess you can, yeah, because they're just running reanimates. It's- yeah, so what it is, I mean, the reason why you run it, so Coffin Purge is an instant for one black uh, exile target card from a graveyard. Okay, it's a bad bad surgical, a real bad surgical yeah. extraction. But it has one black flashback. Right. So effectively, it turns your entombs into graveyard hate tutors. So you'll entomb for a Coffin Purge at instant speed, flashback Coffin Purge, targeting whatever that is relevant in their graveyard. And you get them. That's pretty you get cool. Em. Okay. All right, now I can see I have why a pl- I have a... I have a play set of foil coffin purges that haven't seen the light of day. <laughs> okay, so I saw that and I scratched my head, but that makes a lot of sense that you can entomb that for instant speed interaction. Because again, like there is probably a uh, larger than normal amount of reanimates going on in this metagame just because we have so many copies of Blue Black Shadow, which are running like two reanimates in the main board. Is this list running 
coffin purge? It's oh, running a coffin it purge is. sideboard. Yeah, that's what I wanted to <laughs> yes. ask you. That's amazing. Pete Venters. <laughs> uh, give me hope to dust those foils off. <laughs> um, all right. So, and then uh, Eldrazi Post rounding out the top eight here. And Eldrazi Post. Oh, this is wait. The- sorry, I'm. I'm sorry, Pat. Just before we yeah, move yeah, on, yeah. I also have to give I have to give Michael Palmer uh, props because he's also running one of my favorite cards, Stronghold Gambit, in his sideboard. <laughs> uh, Stronghold Gambit. Oh my god, that's a lot of text. One in a red for a sorcery. <laughs> uh, each player chooses a card in his or her hand. Then each player reveals his or her chosen card. The owner of the creature card would <laughs> reveal this way with the lowest CMC. Puts that card into play. If two more creatures are tied for the lowest CMC, those cards are both put into play. <laughs> So all right, so tell me what's why? Why? <laughs> it's it's a gotcha show and tell. It's a show and tell, but only the smallest creature stays in the pl- in play. So you're like, oh, that's useless. I can't put my Grizzlebrand in play. Well the thing is, Pat, you can if your opponent doesn't have a creature. <laughs> 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 so you run it with like discard or you board it in against decks like uh storm uh or entreat miracles where they just don't have very many creatures or you're putting yourself in a position where you can look at their hand and know that they don't right, have you creatures are and then it's just these right so yeah and then it's just a, a, a one in a red put a grizzle brand into play Jeez. <laughs> you Usually were, you were trying to play like show and tell all, you're trying to play show and tell in all decks jerry is what you're saying <laughs> Stronghold Gambit is sweet. (laughs) Though I have gotten burned, like I've just like blind. (laughs) I have like like turn one. I have like uh, (laughs) Swamp Lotus Petals, Stronghold Gambit, Grizzlebrand, and I'm like, it's turn one on the play or game one on the play. (laughs) Let's go for it. And I cast and they put like Elvish Visionary into play. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> like it's just so greedy. It's so greedy. <laughs> it's just that is you, man. That is you. That is you. You you have the the uh, the Peter Griffin. It could even be a boat. <laughs> like, it could be a boat. <laughs> um, they could have nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, they could have nothing. Or it could be a boat. <laughs> or it could be an Elvish visionary. <laughs> um, <laughs> they drop. They could drop to nine on their turn. <laughs> Uh, we also see Eldrazi Post uh, rounding out the top eight. This is the like the larger like Grim Monolith, um, Chalice of the Void deck running like the Ulamog Ceaseless Hunger, running Car- uh, the new Karn Sign of Urza. Uh, just you know our typical Eldrazi Post list. Um, so the top eight. Anything you wanted to kind of cover in the top eight here? The four curl loam deck. I I dig. I like the aggro loam deck. Uh, four Dark Confidant, four Knight of the Reliquary, a Scavenging Ooze, a Gattacteed, a Dryad Arbor, three Lily of the Veil. Um, is there a yep. reason why these guys are running Lily of the Veil and not Liliana the Last Hope? Um, they have one on the sideboard, for what it's worth. They do have one on the sideboard. I mean, I think it's a medical, so I'm actually running two of the Veil, one of the Last Hope. Okay. Um, just because I kind of like that mix. Um, I do think it's it's a it's more combo hate. Like you're ticking up Liliana the Veil nonstop, yep. and you're getting away with it because you have the Punishing Fire package. Um, so you can just like discard Punishing Fire, uh, regrow it. You're draining your opponent's hand while keeping yours well stocked. Right. Um, Liliana the the Last Hope isn't as good against combo decks where Liliana the Veil is very good. I mean, the Edict is good against like uh, Reanimator and um, you know if you can force lands into an awkward position with your Wastelands, which is also very possible with the decks and turning Wastelands and Knight of the Reliquary. So you can force like lands and even Turbo Depths into awkward positions with Merit Lage. 
Um, it's just Lily on the Veil is better against combo, and combo tends to be four color loam's worst matchup. Um, um, yeah, cool. But yeah, I think it, that's definitely a meta shift if you're in a meta where you're just running into lots of little people, uh, like Delvers and Elves and Death and Taxes running around. Um, I could see running a one of uh, Liliana, the last hope, but really you have the punishing fire package. Like that's your answer for small creatures. You don't really care about them as much as a a deck that would normally run Liliana, the last hope. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Anything else in this list that was interesting to you? It seems kind of, I don't know. It seems pretty normal to me. <laughs> Nor do you know what normal is for the deck? Uh, four color Agrolum <laughs> almost looks like someone just jammed a bunch of their favorite cards together and just said, "Yeah, this is my deck." Uh, I think Bob described it as like like lands and Maverick had a baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's exactly that's exactly what it looks like to me. Um, so yeah, I mean the ghost quarters cute, the cabal pits cute. Um, that's more leaning towards the lands package. Mm-hmm. The interesting is one vindicate in his list. Um, I know Bob was also running Vindicate. Um, I'm pretty sure that just turns into Assassin's Trophy sure. once uh, Ravnica yeah. comes Vindicate, in. Vindicate one, one white black sorcery destroyed target permanent. Don't read. Don't read off Vindicate. That's insulting well. No, we had. We, I did have someone say, "Hey, could you? I'm a newer Legacy player. I just started listening to cast. Could you read off some uh, more of the cards for me?" And I, I now I feel like now I feel like an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, leave that part in. I want Jerry to feel bad. Um, no, but honestly, it, I and I said, "Oh, absolutely. You know what? I remember when I first started casting with you guys." Um, that was my role, right? Was to like work my way through the cards and read all the cards because I didn't know them personally, right? So, uh, and sometimes I still don't know some of the cards. So it's good to read it through. So if if you know what the cards do, yep. good for you. And if you don't, then that this is for you then. <laughs> Sorry, I was just over here pushing handicapped people down the stairs. Sorry about that. <laughs> I wouldn't call new legacy players handicapped, but I would just say they're inexperienced. <laughs> That's just putting words in my mouth now. No, you literally said handicapped people. Uh, Jerry is a terrible person. It's a, it's a saying. It's a terrible saying, but it's a saying. It's not anyone's Let's saying. Just move on. It's a saying because you said it, but it's not like it's a, an idiom. It's not a known saying. It's an idiom. It's not an idiom just because you said it, Jerry. <laughs> it's a making it an idiom right here, right now. Uh, the Grixis control in second. The Baleful Strix. There are a lot of Baleful Strixes running around in this metagame. Uh, one of the Man, reasons I why love I love Baleful Strix. I I hate it with de- with so I've been playing some blue black death shadow and baleful strix like so Grixis control is is like a tough in my opinion a tougher matchup and it's really the t- it's tough because of baleful strix uh, because you like it just stonewalls your creatures and there's just not a lot of uh, great answers for baleful strix in the death shadow list like you have you have like your fatal push and you have your uh, dismembers and stuff but it's just not a fun card to play against in that matchup. And it's great for your opponent because it just draws them a card, and again, it stonewalls your creatures. Yeah, I love I love Belfal Strix. It feels so good. Like I love it when my opponent has to lightning pull to Belfal oh, Strix. You know what feels good though? Like, yeah, I reanimated my opponent's Belfal Strix the other day. That felt good. <laughs> <laughs> that felt good. Oh. So I've actually been working on some spice pad. Ooh, all right. Um, yeah. Terrible deck, terrible deck, but it's awesome. It's awesome in every single way. It wins. I ran through a gauntlet and it uh, it went six and two. Okay, so pretty pretty happy about that. But uh, yo, we're bringing back Stifle Knot. Come on, all right, let's get through this top eight. <laughs> then we'll cover your Stifle Knot deck. I just want to bring up because Baleful Strix is amazing in that. Like, fuck, play Baleful Strix, uh, make it a twenty five twenty five. Just attack with a twenty Wait, <laughs> twenty five Baleful Strix. Right, we'll have to get into the, how that. I don't understand how that happens. The Stifle Knot. Um, so there again. Uh, 
So we had uh, Black Green Depths, David Long piloting Black Green Depths. Um, let's see if there's anything crazy. Three copies of Sylvan Safekeeper. Interesting. Um, curious. I know we had talked to Tom about this, and he wasn't really big on Sylvan Safekeeper, but this was months ago. I'm curious where his head's at now with that card, uh, which just lets you sack a land to uh, basically give a creature a shroud until end of turn. Or you gain shroud. You, sorry, target creature you control gain shroud until end of turn. Oh my god, if we gave you Shroud, that would be amazing. That would be pretty dope, actually. <laughs> I'm curious as to, like, is it just a better out than playing, like, Crop Rotation into uh, into Zajiri Step? Also, they have oh, Zajiri Refuge. They have Sajiri Refuge in this deck, and I'm sure what they mean is Zajiri Step. <laughs> are you... Are you looking at the, gol- the quote-unquote Golgari Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably not. Sajiri yeah, Refuge. exactly. <laughs> I don't think that they meant. They probably the like blue white, typed in the blue white and like autofilled, and they're like, "Yeah, it's probably that." <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I guess they're just they're not on the crop rotation into Sajiri step. Um, yeah, I don't know why they were running Sylvan. I I gotta ask Tom if see if that's. Well, I mean, I mean, they still have that. Like, they can do that still. Right? No, no, no I understand that. I'm just curious as to like. Couldn't that be three other cards than, than Sylvan Safekeeper? I don't, I don't know. I mean, Sylvan, uh, Sylvan Safekeeper is not unusual to see. No, it's I not. He's, he's just like, it, when it comes to depth decks, like Tom is my guy, right? Like I, I trust a lot of what he says in the deck. And he also runs like bug depths, so maybe he doesn't have room for that card. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? He plays like burn, so maybe he doesn't have no, room. No, he's playing <laughs> bug depths. He's playing blue, so he's got to put brainstorms in there. Oh, a, di- a different deck? <laughs> it's not a, It's not entirely different. It's very, very, it's very similar. <laughs> They're different, I promise. Well, you know what? Like, if, if I'm putting my foot in my mouth, I didn't, at least I didn't say I pushed handicapped people down the stairs, okay? <laughs> uh, Grixis Control, piloted by Shaheen Sarani. Uh, again, nothing crazy in this, although three Jace the Mind Sculptor seems like a lot in the main deck. Is that is that normal? I feel like uh, they've been running like one or two. It's a lot. Yeah, it does feel like a lot. <laughs> like, I do like three hymns. Shaheen, he does love like Jace though. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure he's been famous for like Esper in the past. And You're right, right. He, he he always likes casting Jaces. So I mean, if anyone's going to run three Jace, it's yeah. him. <laughs> uh, yeah, this deck is sweet though. I like the Grixis Control deck personally. I think it's pretty sweet. Yeah, a lot of fun. It's real sweet. Um. I don't know if it's the best deck in the meta right now. I, I, think, I think it, it is. It, we're going back and forth, depending. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's tier one. It's just, I don't know if it's the best of the tier Like, one it's decks. not better than, I don't think it's better than, uh, than the, like, the best aggro deck right now, which is Shadow. I think it beats, I think it's better than Shadow. I think it's probably, uh, it's tough when, it, like, you, well, like, you pair up Miracles versus Grixis, because I feel like they, like, Grixis is just a lot more threat dense than Miracles is, uh, but yeah. Miracles with the AK package is pretty sweet because they're like Grixis is not playing that right now. Or you could be like Honorog. Did you see Honorog won the uh, Legacy Classic on Magic Online with uh, AK and Predict? Just Ooh, all the greed. I like that. <laughs> uh, there was actually a really good episode of Top Down Legacy today. Uh, Cyrus had Honorog on, and they were talking about AK Miracles and how like 
There, it, it, it'll be interesting to see if AK starts spreading throughout other control style decks. Like maybe Grixis starts running a few copies of AK. Oh my god! In re, like, what year is right, it? In response, <laughs> in response to someone like in response to Miracles playing AK, Grixis plays AK and they draw the cards and then and then they counter the opponent. and then they and then people start playing like Intuition to find their <laughs> AK. Like, <laughs> like people are like, man, all these crazy people. It's like you banned Deathrite Shaman. It's not going to go back to 2014. And here we are just going back to 2014. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think I'm over simplifying their 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 discussion there is but if you haven't listened to it listen to the cast it's really good uh but yeah it was uh it's it's interesting so it uh, accumulating knowledge is such a powerhouse in the miracles deck that it i i think that like if you match up miracles versus grixis even though grixis is more like i said threat dense um i think it probably has uh probably has the edge over 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 uh over grixis but i i still think grixis is probably the best deck in the format right now it just answers it answers so much um it has like it has all the hand disruption it also has tons of removal uh and it has uh like enough and it has germag anglers and it has vanillian clicks and snapcasters and just like jade's the mind sculptor is also a game ender on its own so it has a lot of threats uh it has a lot more threats than miracles does so Miracles is just kind of like trying to stall, stall, stall till they can deploy their threat. But I don't think they have a lot of times. I don't think they have enough time to do it against deck like Grixis Control. Yeah, I uh, see. I see Grixis Control as the deck that is very skill rewarding. Like I feel the difference between a mediocre player playing Grixis Control and a, even just a good player playing Grixis Control is just a huge leap and bound. Sure. Um, so I think for the average player, Grixis Control is not the best deck, for, but for someone who's very invested in the format, um, who's very competitive, very <laughs> spiky, I think Grixis, Grixis Control um, can definitely be one of your best choices, because the better you are, the better the deck is. It's just going to sound like a John Madden quote, Pat, but the better you are, the better the deck <laughs> is going to perform. <laughs> Who would have thought? So it's such insight from Jerry May. <laughs> Who, what, such, this is what the people pay for. <laughs> um, another, again, uh, William, Will Pulliam, uh, pilot Letting aggro loam uh running a copy of, of okay so i know this is unusual running a copy of queen marchesa in the in the in the oh, main what? so it's it's <laughs> one and a mardu which is uh red white black it's a three three legendary creature human assassin it has death touch and haste um when queen marchesa enters oh, the battlefield you become, you the, become monarch. the monarch and can you remind me what the monarch does is it you just draw an extra card At to your, your end step ends- yeah, end step, you draw an extra card. Okay, that's good. Oh, that is spicy. And at the beginning of your upkeep, <laughs> if an opponent if an opponent is a monarch, so that's not going to happen, but put a 1-1 a one, one black assassin token creature with Dutch, death, touch, and haste on the battlefield. Huh. <laughs> um, hold on. How are they? Oh, guys, they do have a scrub land. <laughs> nah, you, no, you can play this. Yeah. It is. It is. I want to make sure it wasn't supposed base. to be something else. <laughs> I mean, it's it's called four color loam. It's everything but true. Blue. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I mean, no, I honestly thought that too. I'm like, did they mistype Titania? <laughs> Titania's. <laughs> they have they have Caracas I mean, and they have they have a Savannah. Those are their oh, and, and a Scrubland. Scrub, so I guess I have three. And a scrub, well, in the Mox Diamond. Oh right, like, this right. deck is That's greedy true. as hell That's because true. plus you know neither reliquary. Like I mean, it's harder actually for the deck to produce uh, black. Mm-hmm. I I always felt black was uh, hard, especially just with the double black and Liliana. The right. Um, right, you're very greedy with your ma- with your black. Um, but yeah, no, that is some spice. I mean, it, it almost feels like they wanted to run Palace Jailer for the uh, Monarch, and they just decided to go with Queen Marchesa. Uh, I don't think double white is possible for the is you know reasonable for the deck. It's definitely possible, but 
Um, I wonder if they were like experimenting with Palace Jailer and they love the monarch effect, but the double white was too hard. Mm -hmm. So they're like, what else gives me the monarch? And then they found Queen Marchese and they're like, fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting. Um, I guess, I mean, I think the monarch mechanic is really sweet in Legacy. I don't, how do you yes. become the monarch? Is it by attacking your opponent and dealing them damage? Yeah, you have to deal damage to the opponent. Interesting. Huh. Um, but yeah, that is, that is some spice. So basically just draws you an extra card at the end of your turn, no matter what, essentially. Yeah, as long as you're the monarch. Well, yeah. Well, you will be like when you when you play the card, you're the monarch. Yeah, you won't become I mean, the I don't monarch. Think you're playing this card when your opponent has like thirty elves. In right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Seems bad. It has death touch, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, death touch and haste. But yeah, like those those are for, like death touch haste three three for four is not something this deck really. It's not anything in legacy you are, wants. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are you are running this for the monarch, effect. right? And palace jailer is just better. Like you'd much rather have like an O ring with this type of deck. Um, but it must have just been. I, I that's the only thing I can think of. Like the double white was too hard to pull off with the mana base. Right. Yeah, and it, you can't green sun for this card either, which is interesting. Yeah. Man, that is that is some spice. It is some spice. I I will. I personally am running uh, Titania in that in that spot because I love I love uh, Big Bertha. I like that you just call um, it Titania. Now. You don't even try to say the priestess of Argoth because you can't get it out of your mouth. You just call it Titania now <laughs> because everyone always yells at me that I've come to doubt myself. That no matter which way I say it, I feel well, like I'm saying it wrong. You used to say like uh, tit- uh, you used to say like. Uh, priest of titania but what you meant was titania priest of argoth and like those are two different right. cards and you still say the names wrong and it's been it's been quite the journey over the last uh, 100 and so 150 episodes uh, mother of ruins <laughs> <laughs> um so we also have mono blue painter coming in sixth yeah let's talk yeah, about that that so is the spice mono blue, of paint, the weekend. blue painter just pretty cool running a card from m19 which we're going to get to in a moment uh so we're just gonna run through the the, the creatures real quick four painter servant one spell skite one walking ballista, which walking ballista is just becoming more and more prevalent in Legacy, which I love. Uh, four copies of Trinket Mage to find you your artifacts. And then three copies of Psy, Master Thopterist. Nah, I don't even know what yeah, this Yeah, so does. it's two in a blue for a legendary creature, Human Artificer. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, create a 1-1 one, one colorless uh, Thopter artifact creature with flying. Uh, and then one in a blue, sacrifice two artifacts, draw, draw a card. It's a one four two, so not the worst body on it. Yeah, I mean it's not great, but it's a wall. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a two and a blue for a wall that makes makes thopters. Um, yeah, curious. I mean, is there is this just like to hold off? Oh, also, <laughs> one card I want to talk about is the Antiquities War, which is a card that I lost to a, f- a few weeks ago, oh, and I was like, what the fuck is this card? It was like. They were playing like a, a blue black Tez list, but they played the Antiquities War. And when as soon as they played it, I didn't have any counter magic for it. I'm like, well, I lose now. So Antiquities War is three and a blue for a saga from uh, Dominaria, which uh, the first two phases are look at the t- I don't know what they're called, but the first like you put it down and you put a counter on it. I think it's phases. Right, phases, sure. Uh, you look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal an artifact card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest of them on the bottom of your library in any order. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Put the bless on the bottom of your library in a random order, and then the third mode. So you get to you you play it goes to one. You next turn it goes to two, and then on your th- third turn, artifacts you control become artifact creatures with a base power toughness of five five until end of turn. 
So you just like because this deck is playing so many. I mean, even like even their painter servants become one, become five fives. Uh, it it's it becomes a little bit insane. All their artifact lands become five fives. <laughs> this is bonkers. it is pretty insane. Like you know, <laughs> like I think I think it's a disservice to call this mono blue painter. This like I think this is every war? much of which an antiquities war deck as a painter deck. <laughs> uh, I think. Personally, I think the Antiquities War card is is sweet. The first time I lost to it, I was like, what the hell just happened? Because uh, I didn't even bother reading it because I'm like, oh, that's a stupid card. <laughs> like Yo, I, would, I drafted the shit out of Dominaria, and I was just taking Antiquities War left and right. Like, that card is just powerful. Yeah. And I thought to myself, and I'm like, man, is this maybe legacy playable? And then I'm like, no, I'm in draft. Like, that's crazy. Everyone's going to make fun of me. <laughs> 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 Do you think this could see play yeah. in other decks? Like, I mean, there's a there are quite a few artifact decks running around. Like, it'd be kind of cool. I definitely think... I definitely think Antiquities War could settle into a legacy yeah. deck. I mean, it's um, in what Painter. the right shell it's, is. It's a full four copies, so it's like he's all in on that plan. Yeah, definitely. Well, so he posted it. They did interviewed him, and and they asked him because he's running four Dark Slick Shores. Right. And really, the only reason why he's running Dark Slick Shores is to get another color on Engineered Explosives. Um, but they asked him, it's like, why are you running Dark Slick Shores? And he's like, oh, I don't own any dual lands. This is a budget deck I came up with. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so, I mean, this is a sweet budget deck for someone looking to get in the format. Like, you can just cut, I mean, dark. It literally, those could be watery graves or dark silk shores or, you know, whatever the hell you want. It's only there for engineers. Yeah, explosives. I mean, there are still some kind of expensive cards in here. EE is expensive. Uh, Force of Will, Mox Opals yeah, aren't, I mean, you, aren't cheap. Ancient to, or City Traders aren't cheap. You can't cheap. expect people... <laughs> you have to expect people to have some... No, 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 I know. I'm I just mean, saying, you, like, it's not it's not you, reserve list free, if you, you know, because we have three City of Traders, but... Um, yeah, on, City of Traders is the expensive Yeah, card. but, like, that can also be, like... Uh, you know, you can also replace one or two with, like, a Crystal... What is it? Crystal Cave or whatever. Yeah, Crystal Cave. Or even uh, Ancient... Oh, they're around the four Ancient yeah. Tomb. You can run a fifth but, Ancient um, Tomb if, you don't, if you're feeling saucy. <laughs> you're feeling saucy <laughs> on the edge um, but yeah so this deck is um, this deck is cool um also uh in in the sideboard lawan cephalid empress oh that is a throwback yeah this pat. is you you show lawan respect three to blue for uh cephalid legend when it enters the battlefield uh return all blue creatures you your opponent's control to their opponent's hands your opponent can't play blue creature spells. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> yep. brutal. Oh man, that used to be the mirror breaker in Merfolk back in the oh, day. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> like when Merfolk was like a hugely popular deck, that card was amazing. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty interesting. It's a four mana two three, but it seems like especially when you're gonna drop painter servant named blue. Uh, that's pretty sweet. Oh yeah, that's why yeah. I'm like, why is like maybe he's really afraid of Delver? Oh wait, he names see, blue. With see you elves. <laughs> Bye elves. <laughs> <laughs> no way to remove this card. Oh, that is sick. Yeah, pretty that awesome. That is sick. Um, and let's see. That was the sixth place deck. Oh, like I said, I wanted to go kind of further into detail with this with this event, but I didn't get to watch it so much. So we're just going to kind of run down the decks here. Uh, Blue Black Reanimator in seventh. And it looks like Chancellor. He's got one of Chancellor. Is making its way into Blue Black. Um, is it Charm? We kind of talked about this. Oh, yeah. I think we already talked about this deck. Is it charm in the main, or do we? Hold on, a single chancellor is real weird to me. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same exact way, honestly. Like, he's <laughs> like just, it's not a good creature. Like, like on its own, it's not a great creature. No, five six flying <laughs> that that taxes your opponent. 
Yeah, like you're just like hoping it's in your opening yeah. hand sometimes. Uh-huh. Like maybe like one or two games out of out of like a seven round event. Yeah, I you'll just get felt it. like uh, in blue black, like it was, or in in red black, you wanted it because it's just protects your ultra fast hands. And in this, right. it's like it doesn't. It does. I mean, again, you're yeah, gonna, like you're gonna a, get it literally one ho- quarter of the amount of time you would in blue in red black. Right. It's like not only are you hoping it's in your opening hand, you're hoping it's in your opening hand that is also a fast opening right. hand. Like, <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oh, but it is interesting that they are also. We had two Grixis reanimator lists That's, pop up. Th- yeah. Did we miss something here? I don't think so. I think we just. No, I, we already talked. Yeah, I think we already kind of. We already yeah, talked we already about, talked this, about this Muggle Plumber list. Because I saw again, I saw the coffin purge in Cyber. I'm like, no, nah, we cover. There's no way two people are running coffin purge in this. this <laughs> yeah, event. I'm just like two people are running spice. Well, I'm glad we took a second. Oh, look you know what happened was I started. I started going from eighth to first, and then I went down and went first to different. <laughs> <laughs> we are all over the place here, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so uh, that was. Have you been drinking, sir? Oh, I wish. I wish. Uh, that was the Baltimore. Uh, I swear to drunk, I'm not. God. That was the Baltimore <laughs> Open. Um, real quick before we get out of here, let's talk about Guilds of Ravnica. Uh, Re- Ravnica, Return to Ravnica uh, 3, Ravnica Harder. Um, were there any cards? <laughs> yes. <laughs> were there any cards in here that you especially liked? I know we've talked about Assassin's Trophy ad nauseum. We're not even going to talk about it. I'm just going to say the name. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to say it for our new listeners. Green and black. Uh, it's an instant. Destroy it at a permanent and opponent controls. And basically, you get to search a land. You search your library for a basic land, and they get to put on the battlefield. Uh, is it tapped? No, you put it on the battlefield, shuffle the library. So, uh, Assassin's Trophy, pretty cool. Um, so it's it's going to submit, perhaps replace some number of abrupt decays or not. We'll see. Um, I mean, it's a cool card, but we don't have to talk about that today. Were there any other cards in the set that you thought were interesting or wanted to talk about? We talked about Night of Autumn um, with Eddie last week with uh, the uh, Humans list. I think that's definitely playable. Assassin's Trophy is definitely playable. Goblin Creator Maker playable. And also, I'm liking they're printing more Goblins lists because, hell, let's bring Goblins back. Let's make it 2014 again. <laughs> we had three had three in the in, in day two, yeah. so why the fuck not? Yeah, so I like that they're printing more cool Goblins. So Goblin Creator Maker is going to see some play. I think for sure, Thousand Year Storm is going to find its way into uh, every storm list. Jesus. So, Cyrus, make sure you get your Jesus copies. Christ, now. stop! Stop fake news! Fake news. <laughs> um, speaking of fake news, I don't know if this is fake news or not, uh, but Bob and Caleb were trying to convince me of this. Uh, Unmoored Ego. Have you taken a look at this what's yet? Un- no. What's Unmoored? E- Unmoored. Oh wait. Uh, what's Unmoored Ego? <laughs> well, it's one one black, one blue black, right? Uh, one blue white, I believe. Uh, nope. One blue. Oh, black. one blue black. It's a yeah. It's a sorcery. Choose a card name, search target opponent's graveyard hand and library for up to four cards with that name and exile them. That player shuffles their library and then draws a card for each card exiled from their hand this way. So, this is really interesting. This is a cool sideboard card. First of all, number one, it pitches a force of will. Yep, right? relevant, which is... No. So, we have seen this effect before, like Lost Legacy uh, was an effect like this for a similar cost. And Lost Le- Legacy saw a little bit of play, but never really caught on in any you know main and serious decks. So we've seen this before, which is why I was not convinced. Like, what makes this different from previous? Where have we seen this before? Uh, Lost Legacy. So Lost Legacy. Choose a non-artifact, non-land card name. Search target player's graveyard oh, well, hand hold on. And library. So we're, we're already we're already on a different plane there. What we're already on a different plane there because I think if if I'm if I'm like Grixis Delver. Or I'm Grixis Control. I'm naming 
uh, dark depths with this card, right? right? And that's and that's why that's what they were telling me why it sets it apart. Um, I still think it's a very expensive effect, um, but you're right because it can name artifacts and because it can name lands. You know, this could be, and also I think be, uh, the thing that convinced me the most was the fact that it can also pitch the force of will. It can also name a planeswalker, which is huge. No, I mean, Lost Legacy can name a planeswalker. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like Lost Legacy is also black, black, and what deck wants to play black, black? If I'm going to play a three mana card, you bet your ass I want to make sure it pitches the force of will. That is a weird distinction to make, but okay. <laughs> I mean, well, if I'm going to play a card that costs so much, it might get stuck in my hand. Maybe the entire game. All right, that's good sure reasoning. That that's good reasoning. Right? Think, about, think about how many three mana cards are in the format. A lot. There is a glut yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, and like a lot of them pitch the force of will. <laughs> <laughs> that's true it's just i mean i feel the three mana slot is a very competitive slot in legacy it tends to be it the top is end. it is ne- yeah it is it is for sure so you, for like sure. your three i just jobs. think i think one blue black i'm way more likely to play one blue black than one black black yeah, totally. if they're like the same card Definitely. Right? i mean it's it's uh, easy to agree that it is a uh more attractive mana cost and the fact yeah. that you can choose lands you can choose artifacts is relevant so yeah for sure um, i mean it, it, yeah that seems like a really re- that's really interesting yeah so um Unmoored Ego might start popping up in more sideboards like uh, Grixis Control, um, mm-hmm. maybe even Death Shadow. Um, mm, but Death Shadow is going to have a hard time casting. It is. I mean, just I've only played a couple leagues. It's going to have a hard time casting three mana. It is. It is. It is spell, a lot. I'm just kinda, right? I'm just kind of spitballing here. Just sure, sure. No, no. Of course, of course. Um, but We're, yeah, I mean, guys, this is a we run we run fast and loose over here. At least, like, <laughs> we do not check facts. <laughs> Uh, I saw this card, Beam Slitter Mage, and it, it it it's interesting to me only because it's right next to Unmoored Ego, and it's a blue red for a two two. But I don't think that it does anything cool. It's got a lot of text on it, but I don't think it's anything. What relevant. is it called? It uh, Beam Splitter Mage. Uh, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell that targets only Beam Splitter Mage, if you control one or more other creatures, that spell could target. Choose one of the. No, this card's not. <laughs> that is too much text. <laughs> Who designed that card? We need to have a word much, with them. That's too much ifs and whens. Yeah. don't give me that. It's blue red. Just like give me prowess and like let me let me that is, let me. It's an uncommon. Let me, that is, let me fork the spell. I want to fork the spell. Let me fork yeah, it. That, it's un, that is too much text for an uncommon. Like what is? Yeah. <laughs> what is? What is this? That is here. like a full paragraph on there. Yeah, it's too much. Too much. <laughs> I brought up the Korean um, version. The Korean text is like tiny. <laughs> oh God. Um, also, uh, well, split it. Speaking of splitting stuff, what is actually cool that might see a little bit of play, but I have no idea in what, like, the only thing I would think of offhand is, like, maybe High Tide wants it, is Mission Briefing. Uh, okay. Blue Blue Surveil 2, which is, like, the uh, scribe, but instead it goes to your graveyard instead of your bottom of your library. Right. Um, so Surveil 2, then choose an instant or sorcery card in your graveyard. You may cast that card this turn. If that card would yeah. be put into your graveyard this turn, exile it instead. So Snapcaster Mage without the body, right? Yeah, the way... Lets you, the way lets you dump two cards in your graveyard. Right. right. The way I think about it is it's a Snapcaster Mage, but instead of leaving behind a 2-1, you get to Scry 2, which, I mean... The fact that it's it's not really a scribe. It's not. A it's scry, not a scribe, but it, it's more useful in circum. Like reanimator would much rather this than uh, snapcaster mm. mage. Like looking at two cards yeah, deeper and no, possibly. I disagree. I disagree. Are you kidding me? I think. I think. Well, because snapcaster mage can just cast in tomb. Yeah. So can this. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So sure. you can, or you have a reanimate in your graveyard. Oh, and actually, I don't think it works that way with surveil, but like you can look at the two top two cards of your great library. The top two cards of your library are like Grizzlebrand, Elishner. I'm like, fuck yeah, pitch that into my graveyard. Hold on. What, what wouldn't work? Because this lets you choose any card in your graveyard. Oh, no, it would work. So yeah, I can look at the top card yeah. of my library, see it's a great uh, Grizzlebrand, put it into my graveyard, and then cast reanimate on it. Right, right. Um, the fact that it's blue, blue is just harsh. Or like, you could like, see, or you could see Grizzlebrand and Reanimate on top of your graveyard. Put them both in your uh, on the top of your library. Put them both in your graveyard. Then flash back the, yeah. Because you can put so it says surveil two. So surveil is look at the top two cards of your library. Then put any number of them into your graveyard and the rest of them on top of your library in any order. Then so like let's say you see, instant, I guess so. I mean that is insane. Yeah. If so that's true. surveil two. So look at the top two cards of your library. Either dump them in your graveyard or put them on top of your library in, in any order. Then you get to choose an instant or sorcery card in your graveyard. You may cast that card this turn. So, so that- <laughs> you get to like, yeah, if you see Grizzlebrand reanimate on top of your graveyard, you put them both in the graveyard. Flashback reanimate on Grizzlebrand. You got a Grizzlebrand. Nah, that's magical Grizzlebrand, but that is amazing. It, I mean, it that's is. That's fucking it amazing. Is. Um, it is pretty cool, right? The fact that it's blue-blue, man, if this was blue-black, like, I would be pumped or, for blue-black reanimator. Blue. <laughs> yeah, one in a blue even. Uh, I mean, one in a blue would be broken, but yeah. <laughs> this pitch is, and, uh, and also worth noting, this pitch is the forcible. It's interesting. It's actually in the Demir color, so I'm surprised it's not blue black. Right, exactly. I'm Man. surprised it's blue blue. It does have the Demir Guild symbol. I wonder like, if they maybe the, they were uh, worried. Box. Maybe they were worried making it blue black. But yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, that's that's totally possible because like you, this should be a blue black card, right? I feels like it feels like it. Hold on, we're gonna we're 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 bringing Gavin on. <laughs> We have to ask Gavin about about mission, mission briefing. briefing. All right, we're yeah. making a note of it for the Christmas episode. What yep. what was going on with mission briefing? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think mission briefing is very corner case, but I think there are some decks, especially combo decks, that would much rather have the surveil two than the two one that Snapcaster leaves behind. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's also so one thing I'm kind of just tacking on top on top of this, and let me know if I'm I'm way out of line, but. It seems like sometimes, like if you're playing against a, like, uh, let's say I'm playing Reanimator, right? And I'm playing against a deck that's going to have some hand disruption against me. And they're going to want to bend my Reanimates, my, and my Animate Deads and things like that. Mm. Obviously, Animate Dead doesn't work here, but they're going to want to bend my Reanimates. They're going to want to bend exhumes. my Exhumes. Yeah. Um, this is a way to kind of get those back out of my graveyard, right? So they're, they're always going to try to take those enablers. And this lets you, uh, rebuy those enablers. Yeah. Well, I mean, so not to make a meme of myself any more than I already do, but the oh, Sneak God. and Show group <laughs> is actually talking about this as an answer. <laughs> <laughs> in the sideboard for for discard heavy decks no it's true just like discard heavy decks that are always taking your show and tells fucking mission briefing it i don't think it's so very good five no it's terribly now you're gonna have five mana to play your come it's on it's not i mean it's doable in sneak attack I mean, the only reason why you, it's not it's yes, not you, that you get, doable yes you do you get five mana for, get, you get sneak attack you're trying to get back sneak attack and activate get, sneak no, attack at the same turn all the time you can't, but do not uh, tell me about mana requirements and sneak and show. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, like, like how often do you play sneak attack and activate sneak attack? All the time. In fact, there are many times where all, it is all incorrect. The time? It is oh. incorrect to play sneak attack without yeah, having. How many the mana times are you show and telling in sneak attack? Um, <laughs> you do not want to take that bet with me. I do that all the time. But no, but, but what I'm saying is how many times you show and telling in sneak attack? Yeah, show and tell in sneak attack. So you have the one extra mana up to have the activation off sneak attack. So now, so now you're going to play sneak attack and cast mission briefing? No, you're not the same turn. You are just confounding. <laughs> these these scenarios are happening independently. Sorry, your mission, your mission briefing for a show and tell? Yeah, that is totally doable. You run soul lands, man. 
Uh, you need a soul a soul land two vaults you, and a you run soul land you have you run soul land so it easily lets you cast a blue blue spell <laughs> no you run you run uh, like soul an agent tomb two colors, an agent right? tomb two volcanic islands and a lotus petal you're good to go like that is a very common mana configuration for the deck yeah maybe I don't know man there's a lot of Grixis control and a lot of blue black shadow oh running around I don't God. think you're gonna get as many volcanics out as you think. Uh, anyways, I I can't even believe I'm I'm defending the argument that earlier I was I was naysaying on. <laughs> <laughs> this is how this I just get you spun up, Jerry. That's my goal here. Just get you spun up. Like I, uh, I, any other flip flopper? Any other cards in Ravnica three we have to talk about? <laughs> um, Legion War Boss. Well, the Vraska a little bit. I don't think the Vraska is very good, but I mean, I think people are uh, people are talking about it. Um. I forget what it does. It's oh, it's like sacrifice a permanent. I know, I know my friend Dan, the uh, Pox player. He's excited to try it in Golgari Pox. If that's mm-hmm. actually good, I don't know. Um, but Legion War Boss is the new Goblin Rabble Master that I'm. I'm a little bit more right. That's about. two in a red. It makes goblins right. Yeah, two in a red for a two-two. Uh, at the beginning of combat on your turn, create a one-one Goblin creature token. That creature gains haste until end of turn and attacks this combat if able. And it has Mentor. So whenever it attacks, you put a plus one plus one counter on target attacking creature with lesser power. Worth noting that this is not a legendary creature too. So that's worth. That's, that's yeah. Which, um, which is actually, I think it's a fun callback to uh, the last Ravnica because I think there was a Legion, um, there was a Le- Goblin Legionnaire that if you yes, look at the- yeah, there's actually like a Le- there's three three instances of this card. Oh, really? Actually, where yeah, where this 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 Goblin is getting more and more prestige. Real. Uh, so that's, in the next in the, re- in the next Ravnica, he's gonna be like he'll be a lord. He'll be like a le- like a Legion lord. Well, he he'll was like Legion plus Goblin plus Legionnaire in the what was the last one? What are the three cards? Uh, so it's Boros Recruit, Legion Loyalist, and then Legion War Boss. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool, right? That's fun. Yeah, I don't really same, see same, how uh, Bor- same artist for all of them. No, it's different artists. I don't really see how Boros Recruit translates, but okay. Because he's a recruit. He's a recruit into the le- into the Legion, the Boros Legion. Yeah, but I mean the like the two. He's not wearing the same outfit as he is in the other two. Oh, I forgot, Jerry, that you always wear the same clothes no matter how old you are. <laughs> I take my fucking fantasy <laughs> art seriously. <laughs> I take my goblin, my goblin attire very seriously. I, what I'm, I feel like Legion Loyalist, like Legion War Boss, is a throwback to Legion Loyalist, which is cool. And then they just shoehorned Boros Recruit in there because, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, most metal card goes to Charnel Troll because he is rock. He like looks like he's in a death metal band. He has. <laughs> Spikes on his forearm and like the sickest fucking mohawk you've ever seen. I have thirty tabs open right now. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Just individually searching all these cards. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. So, uh, uh, so that, Troll looks like uh, a villain from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks like Bebop. Fuck Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and lives inside an armadillo. <laughs> Uh, he also listens to a lot of Slipknot. It's pretty. I I, I kind of dig it actually. It's pretty <laughs> I kind of envy his life. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, so that's it for wrapping of spoilers. I think I don't think there's anything else we need to cover in this one. Cool set. Uh, worth drafting if not just for the uh, yeah, just for I hope, the uh, the shocklands. I hope the draft environment is sweet because I will draft the yeah. shit out of it. Man, I don't I don't ever draft. How do you draft? You just draft on Magic Online? Oh yeah, I I pretty much exclusively. I I don't I don't okay. interact with humans when I draft. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> I actually can't. Uh, I 
when I like cube draft, it's fine. But when we do like chaos drafters and stuff like that, I get really annoyed with having to keep my piles organized because I'm the type of person that's like constantly checking my curve and checking my mana patterns and like magic online make it so easy. And then when you try and transition yeah, to paper, it's just like it's a pain in the ass. Right. Because in paper, you can't do that. That's the whole point. It makes it makes you it makes it more difficult to draft in paper. Um, one of the things I love about goblin cards and magic is that they're always like full of whimsy and humor. And one of these cards, Goblin Locksmith, I'm going to go over it because it has no application in any competitive play but it's a picture of a goblin and he has like a little like a little eye thing on like a little like i i know like a like a jeweler's loop and he's got like a like a stethoscope up to the lock he's trying to pick this lock and then above it is him punching his fist through the glass of the door <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's just funny it makes me laugh oh, um so if good. you're looking for some humor find a uh, goblin locksmith um all right so we have the Leaving a Legacy open coming up Saturday, November 17th. Doors open at 11 a.m. Player meeting at noon. 40 bucks. Uh, guaranteed 2K. We have the plaque. Uh, we're um, in the process of getting that made now. Um, it's going to be an awesome event, Wait, right, plaque, Jerry? Super plaque, are we doing it. a trophy? I think a plaque is going to be better, honestly. But I Mainly because I can order plaques in quantities of one, and the websites I've gone on trophies maybe have quantities of I, 40. And so I I'm, I'm, I know the LAL Open is going to be a long-running tournament. I just don't want to order 40 copies of the same trophy. No, no, no. But I, I have, don't, don't order any plaques yet. I may have, I may have a lead on a, a special unique trophy. Okay. Um, we also are working on a pretty sick Leaving a Legacy tokens for the event. Which maybe we'll give out to all the competitors, or just the top eight, or maybe just the winner. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we're gonna have to figure out how that's gonna work. But I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, we'll have the Leaving Legacy play mats there as well. If people are looking to pick up those, um, but it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna be streaming on Twitch. And uh, hello, friends. We have one of our friends, Wilson Hunter, coming up. Hell, uh, for this yeah, yeah. Right, Wilson. So we'll be streaming that on Twitch. Yeah, um, uh, Twitch.tv slash Leaving a Legacy. We will have the videos up uh, on YouTube after we the will event. hit record. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Now we will hit record. They'll, it, it'll, it'll just be, it'll be easier. Um, I'm really excited to have Wilson up again. It was so much fun to have him at the last event. He is just a wealth of knowledge, and he speaks so easily to the format. And, man, this is going to be a great tournament. I'm really excited. Coming up in November. Um, yeah, so if you haven't gotten gotten uh, registered for it yet i think you can reg- you can pre-register i think um you can we are going to have pre-register for it i just don't know if it is up yet we're also gotcha. going to have online deck submission and uh the entire tournament for the viewers at home is going to be featured on cardboard live so yeah we're going to have full interactive deck lists up so when you watch yeah. the stream you can actually open up the competitors decks and browse through their decks and hover over cards and it'll show the card image of the card uh, if you haven't used cardboard live yet it's a really really cool extension and yeah it's we used it for the first event yes, and that yeah. was like the out like the i want to say like the beta testing for it they hadn't really done it at like a large event like that so this time we'll be doing electronic deck submissions so you'll be able to submit your deck the night before we won't be dealing with like printing out a pdf of it and filling it out in paper just do it the night before uh, send it into the to the link that we give you guys, and that way, you know, when you're playing in feature matches all day, we'll be able to uh, have the viewers will be able to just pull up your deck list right on screen. It's going to be super sweet, and it's going to give us a lot of insight into the into the meta game overall for the tournament, which is going to be really really cool. We'll be able to pull some really neat metrics from there and uh, see 
you know, how many brainstorms are played during the tournament, which will probably be exactly 75% of the metagame. So I'm excited <laughs> for it. Hey, hey, I going back a few episodes, you gave me shit because I said 80% of brainstorms was high. I went back and looked. It, it was averaging around 65% before. So there. So there, Pat. It went from 65 to 80%. Lots of brainstorms. Yeah, I mean that's a. I mean in any any language that's a lot. So <laughs> it's legacy brainstorm is like a is the backbone of the format. Like get over it, people. <laughs> truth, truth. Yeah, yeah. We have a legacy podcast called the Brainstorm Show. Like it's it's part of the format, guys. Jeez, if you don't want to play brainstorm? Go play modern <laughs> or standard or vintage. Oh boy! <laughs> but I guess in vintage you get to play ancestral. So there's that. Yeah, you can play one brainstorm in vintage. <laughs> Um, all right, awesome. So, Jerry, who are you scooping in the, in the top eight this week? Uh, I'm going to scoop in our buddy Min for giving us the fast data, though a bit slower on the uptake, but with some contradictory uh, data. Uh, Adam Wallace coming in with 550 people. at uh, That's more than 440. That's more than 440, and it is suspicious that it went from 440 to 550. <laughs> like That is some, <laughs> some rounding up, maybe, but um, somewhere in between, I'll scoop both of them in for getting back to me uh, with numbers for the weekend. Sick. Um, yeah. Uh, Robo Min. Beep boop, beep boop. In the house. <laughs> I, I, that, that's, I take offense. <laughs> it's not derogatory. He's like a, he's like a robot, man. He's like, he watches. He's a human being, Pat. He has emotions. He has dreams. Allegedly. <laughs> Did you say he screams? He has dreams. Oh, he has dreams. <laughs> he screams. Aspirations. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Robo Min. Beep boop, beep boop. In the house. Thanks, Ben. Um, yeah, uh, how about poops? Any poops this week? No, I got no poops. No poops this week. Awesome. awesome. I well, should you, see you a doctor. Get, you get, yeah, I was going to say, you get help with that if you need it. Um, I'm scooping in uh, our newest patron, uh, Dennis Alferman. Thanks so much for joining the Patreon family. I sent out more play mats today. Man, I have done... Uh, I, I went to the post office today, and the woman who was on the counter said to the postmaster, come on out here. I want you to meet the guy who was in here uh, last Saturday for 45 minutes ma- uh, mailing out packages. It was No, no, I'm sorry. It was Friday. I went in there at like, my post office closes at 4.30. I got in there at 4.15. And I'm like, I was not going to take long to like get all this stuff. No, I oh, so she was like, like come on out here. I want you to meet the asshole. No, <laughs> she was like, she, she was the nicest lady. Thank God. She was like a very, very calm level-headed person which i didn't expect from the post office um and i was there for because the international pa- i had four international packages basically and like with international packages like if you don't live outside if you live outside the u.s you have to fill out like customs forms and it's just like just them getting the package like properly uh you know squared away so it can get mailed takes forever four packages took i'm not kidding 45 minutes i was there well past close time <laughs> and uh anyway we got them mailed out uh, i mailed out more playmats today to some uh uh some of our domestic peeps i think we're just about caught up but uh if we do owe you anything shoot me a message um at uh leaving a legacy at hipsters the coast.com and uh i'll i'll check our list and make sure we get that stuff out to you but i think we're pretty much squared away now um and yeah so and again thank you to uh, our newest patron dennis alferman and also want to scoop in our editor uh we haven't talked about him a lot but justin lutz he's our audio technician extraordinaire thanks so much justin for uh helping us out with the cast and making sure we sound good for you guys hell yeah thanks justin and thanks yeah. for putting up with our shit <laughs> yeah um all right uh if you want to find me you can find me at pat you on twitter uh, you can find jerry at jme3rd you can find the show uh twitch.tv slash leaving legacy that's where we stream 
Uh, find us on Facebook. Find us on Hipsters. Support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. And, uh, and join the Facebook group. And uh, email us dickpicksdeckpicks. Leaving a Legacy at hipstersofthecoast.com. And that's it. Goodbye. Bye. Come on down to watch it. Never a save as a friend. Daylight is not the chain. We're climbing down the bank. They're leaving a legacy. Like, now I feel like an asshole. I'm sorry. The person who messaged that. <laughs> uh, leave that part in. I want Jerry to feel bad. Well, you know what? Like, if, if I'm putting my foot in my mouth, I didn't. at least I didn't say I pushed handicapped people down the stairs. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I was just over here pushing handicapped people down the stairs. Sorry about that. <laughs>